All right, hello, idiots on parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? And Josh, Josh Alton, ladies and gentlemen. Josh, how are you? Hey, 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 I'm doing well. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Something to do, man. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Alton is a former Chicago comedian now based in Des Moines, Iowa. And he is joining us to just talk about... uh, Anything and everything under the sun. Um, you want to quick plug anything, uh, Josh, up front? You run a trivia night. And you hosted your first live uh, coronavirus Facebook Live trivia night, and you're going to do another one this coming Thursday? I did, yeah. I had 100-plus a, a people log on for that and play trivia with me nice. from all over. and uh, It was a good time. I had a lot of fun. That's the first Facebook Live event I've ever done, so... Uh, I wasn't great at it, I would say, as far as <laughs> sticking to it. Um, but uh, I had a great time doing it. And my tri- uh, trivia company is called Trophy Husband Trivia. If anybody wants to check that out on Facebook, you can like my page. Do people ever try to try to you know like raise their hand or, or whatever, like chime in to get the question right, and then blame com- computer lag for for them not getting it first? Does that happen yet? <laughs> Well, the way that I do it, I have people score their own sheet at home, so they write their answers down at home. Ah, which, uh, obviously, people could cheat if they want system. to. The you trusting honor fellow system. you. Yep, yep, yep. I'm I sure mean, it's cheating. It, cheating in trivia where you're not betting money is the most fucking bizarre and narcissistic thing you can do. I literally gave out for the top prize a uh, DVD and uh, a Corona ball cap. That I have nice, nice. So that's, I mean, that's how great. I mean, that was first place. <laughs> <laughs> well, kids, uh, the next one will be Thursday, the sixteenth. This podcast will post on the thirteenth. We are recording on the eleventh. So if the world comes to an end on the twelfth, and you tune in on the thirteenth and say, "Why aren't they talking about the world coming to an end?" That's why. So, what time, uh, Central Time Zone, on the sixteenth Thursday, will you do your next trivia night? That'll be on at 7 p.m. Central. So 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, and 5 p.m. for anyone in California. And say the name Trophy Husband Trivia. Trophy Husband Trivia, that's right. All right. Trophy Husband Trivia. I would, Dude, I would do it, but I, 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 I respect the idea of trivia. I just hate it because trivia points out how just objectively fucking stupid I am. And anything... You know how most people will have their sort of one or two categories in trivia that they're good at? I, I have zero. I have no redeeming categories well, in trivia. I'm might, just fucking dumb. You might because the trivia that I do is almost all pop culture. So I do movies. I do TV. I do music. So you might know some of that stuff, right? I mean, maybe, I but even then, man, I'm not like a huge, huge nerd in any of those categories, man. Oh, okay. I, I just, I, I'm fucking dumb. I can't, I can't memorize names and stuff. Yeah, we were right. talking about well, uh, David Geffen on his yacht, and uh, David kept, or Jake just call, kept calling like David uh, Geller, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, kept, I couldn't get the fucking name right, even though I had an article in front of me with the name. I can't even cheat at trivia. That's basically what that says. I will Google the name, look down, look up, say a different name. I, I'm, I'm irredeemable at it. <laughs> Oh, man, I always struggle when it's like a Kristen or Krista or, you know what I mean, when it's like a real subtle... One of those names where there's a lot of names that could be, is it Nikki, is it Nicole, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And even if I know it, I'll panic right before I say it and just be like, hey, (laughs) and not say anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that with those too. Well, let's jump in with some of the news. I suppose we have to talk about, uh, it was big several days ago, and it's sort of fading from memory already. Bernie Sanders dropped out. No one saw that coming. And it's funny because everyone said he was done after Michigan, and he said, I'm going to keep fighting. And so he goes all the way to Wisconsin, their primary, which we could talk about why that happened and shouldn't have. But then they Wisconsin is pulling an Iowa and saying, you voted... On, uh, on Tuesday, and we're not going to have the results until the 13th, one week. We're going to need one week to get the results. And then he drops out the next day on Wednesday, where, where it's like, you're not even going to wait for the results. You could have won Wisconsin because y- your fans are cultists. Bernie Sanders fans 
love Bernie Sanders. So if anybody's going to go out in the middle of a pandemic, it's cult members. So he could win Wisconsin, and he's already dropped out. I thought that was a little strange. I mean, I I see what you're saying, but I I also I get dropping out just because after since about Super Tuesday on, it's not been going great for him. He had a great start, um, one that the news wasn't really covering, mind you. But he had he had a great start. Um, but the thing is, is is now like since Super Tuesday, he he fell back like a lot, and and now he has to play catch up, and a big part of that kind of involves. Some, some, basically being noticed. You know, like not just by the news, but being being noticed in general. He's got to get. He somehow get the word out there. Kind of change the momentum, and that's hard to do when we're in the middle of like a historic global pandemic. I mean, it's it's just no one is talking about this election. Hence the you know the trajectory of it's more or less frozen with the coronavirus. So I mean, I I think it's going to be tough. It would be tough for him and. Basically, any state where he, he wasn't just going to destroy already, um, no matter what. You know what I mean? Like the super left-leaning states, your Californias, things like that. Oregon's, I, I'd imagine he'd do well in those. But other than that, it's it's just really hard. I mean, no one's paying attention to the debates right now. Everybody's looking well, at this disease. Well, there are no debates. So. They all got canceled. Well, right. It, when they had that one with no crowd, and so it's just like... it. it it's really hard to kind of to change momentum in that kind of situation, and his momentum has been going down since Super Tuesday, so it makes sense. And plus, I think the Democratic Party um, uh, he, he opened the mailbox and they had sent him the bed sheets that they used to strangle Epstein, and he was like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> I, 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 I read the message loud and clear, DNC. I'm out. Oh, I don't. He had an uphill battle. I think we can all agree on that. Oh, he had yeah. a big uphill battle coming his way, and yeah, it does seem like odd timing. A day after, uh, maybe it's one of those things where, like, when you have a really bad stand-up show, and then you just don't even try to sell your shirts afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, like, good way. You're to just put like, it. I'm gonna pack it up. I'm gonna go home. I'm not even gonna try. Like, uh, maybe it went that bad for him. Who knows? But it seems like he would do well in Wisconsin. Well, uh, what you said about him having an uphill battle, um, a lot of people, I'm not even going to put it into it, I read a lot of articles um, that pointed out there has never been in in all of history a candidate that f- did not win a primary the, the previous election and then ran again four years later and won it all, like, you shoot your wad and you're pretty much done. And that's what we saw with him. Even in places he did well, he was doing well, but pulling less than he had in 2016. So, I mean, for... What are you talking about? Hillary Clinton ran against Obama and lost, and then and then she ran again and, and, and won the nomination. But she didn't win at all. No, she... Oh, you oh you mean become president. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So he had an uphill the general too. To, to begin with. Um, so, yeah, so, so I, I don't know if I want to go into insulting bernie bots any more than i already have but i don't know what you guys have been seeing in your feed but mine is like the instant he drops out i had a bunch of people oh fuck you now we're gonna get four more years of trump there's no way biden could win and then i saw people yelling about that saying fuck you just man up and vote for biden and then i thought it was funny that the sanders crowd flipped and started saying oh yelling at me isn't going to make me vote for your candidate and i just sit back and watch it all and i'm like you're all it's just childish it's just beyond childish that that to have people just yelling at each other online and 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 my favorite part about this is the only thing i posted politically is nobody knows what's going to happen in november nobody knows what's going to happen until november so anybody that says oh now we have four more years of trump or yay now biden's gonna win we don't know every day is different and It'll just be a ride until we get to the actual election. I th- it's and I know we were saying this last episode. I think it's just going to be a matter of how bad does this virus really hit us? Because if it hits it bad enough, I think the Democrats are really going to be able to rub Trump's face in it. Whereas if it kind of bounces back, he's going to get to take credit for that, and and that's going to help him. Um, I, I think that would be the same whether it was Bernie Sanders or or Joe Biden as, as the nominee. I think it all depends on this virus. And uh, t- on that note, um, 
I don't know if you've been watching, but over the last couple of days, they have revised down the numbers. It went from 240,000 dead would be a success. We're hoping to keep it at about 100,000. Then it became 80,000. And now they're looking at somewhere around a peak of 60,000. Right now we're at 20,000 as of today, as of me speaking. I'm looking at one of those websites that actually says it updates every second if you want to refresh it. And the number is 20,577. Which means we have 80,000 to go to get to the projection of 100,000. And this was supposed to be hell week. This was supposed to be the worst week where we saw more people than ever die. And it doesn't look like it's really happening. I mean, I think a big part of it is the the social social distancing is working. It's a highly contagious disease. And I, I mean... I think the the American people get to take credit for that. I, I think it's the the people staying home, not getting sick, and like because look, I thought this thing was not going to be nearly as bad as it is now. I was on this podcast saying this is overhyped bullshit. It's going to be a little bit worse than uh, than SARS or you know birth I think flu, we whatever. Both said that I said, oh, it's the yeah. virus of the day because we've lived through so many that have been. There's been so many, and, and the news always fucking says it's going to be this bad, and then it never is. But then now it was like, wow, holy shit. Well, and on top of that, um, I had a thought, then I lost it. Oh, as far as, oh, the people doing this. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I am about a week behind on a couple of the podcasts I listen to. So two days ago, I listened to a podcast from probably a week ago, and they talked about Sweden and how Sweden is the only country in the European Union or in Europe that did not issue a mandatory lockdown. They said, you know what? We're going to keep the old uh, people home so they don't catch it. We're going to keep people that have conditions home so they don't catch it. But everybody else, you just go about your business. Just be a little smart. You can't gather more than 50 people, but, you know, just keep an eye on one another, and and we think we'll be fine. And then yesterday it hit that Sweden has the highest rate of—they exploded. The idea of it's going to go away did not work, and they're they're double— what other like it went quadruple in a day or two and they're double what other countries are seeing and our fatality rate is seven percent theirs is nine percent actually i take that back the world fatality rate is seven percent the united states fatality rate is four percent and i think theirs is nine percent or at least it was as of yesterday so really because they have like really really good government health care too man that's kind of surprising yeah well i mean and they they, they thought that it wouldn't affect healthy people, and turns out that was wrong. So I guess everyone staying home is working for us. And, and the, the interesting thing will be is if this explodes across the South now with all the people going to the mega churches, and every week we see an update where they're like, I'm going to church. God's going to protect me. All right, let me know how that works out for you. Well, and they even had that thing here in Iowa, Nathan, where they did that uh, horse auction. Did you read about that? I did not. Please fill me in and our listeners. I wish I wish I knew which county it was in. I don't remember, but it was last week, and they were advised against it. But, of course, we don't have the lockdown here. And uh, they did some aerial footage of it, and uh, there were... There were like over 500 people there, and there were people from Minnesota and Indiana and Illinois and uh, all surrounding states uh, hanging out. And more than six feet close to one another, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, it looked like some people were trying to spread out a little. It was an outdoor thing, but still, uh, I don't think it was a good idea. So, yeah, I wonder how much of that stuff is going to end up blowing up for you know the rest of us that are are holding up and trying to stay home and be quarantined uh is this gonna you know are there gonna be like little mini outbreaks uh at things like that well i had a moment um i think three days ago where i went to the grocery store the only place i'm going is to the grocery store that's pretty much yeah, it i go to the grocery store i come home and i go on bike rides and jogs but you know i we give people on jogs or bike on the trail we give each other a wide berth it's not like we're you know running up to one another high five and yeah we're outside you know you see someone <laughs> right. coming and you you like give distance um but i was at the grocery store and there was an elderly woman wearing a mask and i turned a corner into her aisle just as she coughed into her mask and i tell you i stopped breathing immediately like i just i had (laughs) exhaled so i didn't even have time to go and hold my breath i just held an exhale and hightailed it out of that aisle 
grabbed the the few items I needed several aisles away, paid and got the fuck out of there. Uh, not not in complete fear, but fear enough to where I, 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 like I said, I had exhaled and I did not breathe in for a good 20 seconds. I got the fuck around the corner out of the aisle. I'm like, nope, don't even want to deal with it. And I was more than thankful she was wearing a mask. I'm like, good on you, but next time try and stifle that cough. Yeah, yeah what are you going to do, man? If you got a cough, you got a cough. Yeah, I know. I'm giving. I'm, right. I'm half lying, you fuckhead. And you know what? Uh, maybe she was a pothead. Oh, that could so be. So there's always that, uh, you know. Well, let's maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe she had tuberculosis. <laughs> maybe she goes to the hospital and they're like, what the fuck kind of Doc Holliday ancient sickness is this? How are you dying of tuberculosis during Corona times? Are you a goddamn sick time traveler? What happened? <laughs> well, let's. I want to talk about how scary uh, the, the virus is. I thought this was fucking just amazing saudi arabia and yemen have been at war for how many years now um but saudi arabia declared a ceasefire in yemen citing fears of coronavirus they're like we'll bomb you and we'll shoot at you and we'll we'll launch rockets but well right now people are getting sick so uh let's hold off on the war until everybody's better and then we can go back to killing one another that's the most bizarre thing i think i have ever read yeah how does that work five year when everybody been like at war for five years when they finally stop uh when the coronavirus tails off and there's very few people dying they just pick like all right here we go game on all we are saying is let's not get sick but then let's just still totally fight afterwards <laughs> right. i just thought of this and no maybe sense. it's because i'm a horrible person and my mind works in evil ways but it could be a bean counter. It could be someone from Saudi Arabia going, you know, every one of these missiles costs us, uh, you know, $10 million. Every jet plane costs $500 million, whatever. Uh, why don't we just let coronavirus do its thing for a couple months and then we'll just go in and shoot whoever's left? Maybe, maybe they could just be trying to save money. Could be. You think they're going to be, we're going to find out a few months from now that they were like airdropping boiled bats onto that country? Did I did I read something though? I feel like I recently read something saying a bunch of the Saudi royal family has coronavirus. Am I wrong about that? Was that a different country? I thought it was the Saudi. Don't they have a giant royal family? Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Like they they travel a lot internationally and stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're loaded. They're 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 all over the place. And so, yeah, man, like that's how you're gonna get members sick. Members of the Saudi royal family has coronavirus or something like astonishing. Like wow, that. okay, that's crazy. Yeah. The New York Post. You are correct. Up to 150 members of the Saudi royal family reportedly have coronavirus. So that's wild. That's man. pretty wild. That's a big number. Do you, that, do you think like, maybe hey, uh, maybe we should uh, back off on the war and try to figure out this? situation well i think honestly part of it might be um just self-interest i made the joke about bean counters and money but if you have your own soldiers on the front line and they did show soldiers that's it's not just launching rockets and flying jets overhead they have ground troops there and if you have ground troops just all mashed together one of them gets coronavirus and suddenly boom you have oh yeah man you live in crazy close quarters and if if one person gets it that's in your platoon in your company whatever like everyone's gonna fucking get it i guarantee yeah so they could be sending people home like what what a fucked up way to get a ceasefire though it's it do you think maybe like because Yemen's got to be scared of Saudi Arabia as a, as a country. If you're Yemen, that's not a country you want to be going to war with, man. Do you think maybe they're going to like still continue to fake coronavirus just to keep them invading? You know what I mean? They're just going to be sending little... Everybody in Yemen's just going to be on Facebook Live going, I don't know why everybody else gets better, but I'm still corona as fuck. Well, what you say is true, and I, I, this is me being stupid. Um... Yemen is, as every news article that talks about the war says, one of, if not the poorest country. This this article says it is the poorest country in the Arab world. Saudi Arabia is the richest. You'd think this war would last a day, but it's been going on for five years. So I don't know who the Saudi Arabian generals are, but either they're a cat toying with a mouse with a piece of string or they really don't know how to fight a war because you'd think well that's shit we've been in afghanistan for 20 (laughs) almost 20 
You know, because look, a lot of times that tends to be the case. Like uh, the, the American military, there has never been a a force in its time as great at at just crushing other straight up enemy combatant forces. You know, like like no one has ever been as as great as the Americans are. At there's a bunch of guys in matching uniforms with a bunch of weapons over there. Let's go fucking turn them into dust. You know what we're fucking terrible at? There was one guy in a tank top and sandals over there firing an assault rifle at us from a mile away and we don't know where he went. He like dropped the rifle and kind of went back into the crowd. What do we what do we do about that? We're fucking dog shit at that. Maybe Saudi Arabia is not great at it either. I mean, you know, they're getting the same kind of weapons and all that kind of stuff from us. I mean, maybe maybe that shit just kind of rubs off. Well, and it's also a matter of uh, we're not good at, hey, we're going to take a convoy from base to base. Oop, three of the trucks got blown up because of uh, IEDs hidden in the road along the way. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is an insurgency. We're not we're not good at, at, at that kind of shit at all. Uh, nation yeah. building has never been our strong suit. But we keep trying. Oh, yeah. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> Another 20 years in Afghanistan. I think it'll be perfect then. It's that can-do attitude that we all yep. have. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> sticking on the coronavirus news, because that's all that's really out there is coronavirus news. Um, I, I, Josh, one thing Jake and I talk about, one thing I love to send story-wise, uh, is when I find a misleading clickbait headline. And so you click on it, and then the information inside is like, oh, fuck you. So that this week, that story this week is how New York's emergency ventilator stockpile ended up on the auction block, which makes you think, oh, right. wait, what? <laughs> they sold all their ventilators? And it's kind of freaky, and you're like, why the fuck? Would-? And then you click it, and it's like, yeah, they were sitting in a warehouse doing nothing, and it cost a ton of upkeep money. And at some point, someone said... Yeah, and that shit was back in like 2006 or something, right? Right. And it, was, it was like a long time ago. Exactly. Yeah. In July it's not like they did it fucking yesterday. Right there, July 2006. So it's, it's literally a financial thing. It costs a lot of money to be prepared for anything. Um, and it's, it's sad that you can't... Like canned goods, you can just throw those in your bunker and say, I'm a survivalist. But when it comes to electronic computerized medical equipment you can't just let it get dusty and sit on a shelf there's upkeep there's updates there's you know test runs and at some point they just said fuck this is costing way too much money and away it went yeah and very few bunkers are in places that cost as much as manhattan you know what i'm saying no one's building giant (laughs) bunkers in places where like like a one-bedroom apartment costs you like 2500 bucks for a shitty one yeah, exactly. How, how about the foresight from uh, Mayor Bloomberg, though, about the whole pa- uh, pandemic, uh, you know, thing? He had the foresight uh, that they needed all that stuff. It's just like you said; it's crazy that they've. There's no way to just hang on to that many ventilators, and uh, you know, maybe we will from now on. Who knows? But well, the other thing that's been circulating in the news uh, over the past couple of days is. Uh, Junior Bush, not uh, not uh, Daddy Bush, but I guess it was in 2005, he said the same thing. Um, he read a book. I don't know if either of you have seen these news stories. I don't remember the name of the book, but he read a book on pandemics and said, wow, America is woefully unprepared. Let's get our shit together. And I think he was starting to get... It, it's difficult to say we need to plan for the future with all this shit. And as he was trying to do it, uh, the the Great Recession hit, and it just sort of went on the back burner. But he was someone that for several years, apparently, was pushing to get America in a state of preparedness. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then the funny, sad thing is, is then it did happen to Obama. I have a lot of stupid friends, I call them, who whenever you say this is happening today, their first response is, yeah, but... And then they bring up something that happened under Obama... Right. <laughs> and what's funny is, yes, Obama faced uh, several flus. I don't remember what they were. Was it the swine flu or uh, Zika uh, and Ebola? But when they got their ass kicked, I think it was in 2009 by the first one, they said, let's not do this again. And then he set up the pandemic response team and put someone in China from the CDC. I mean, he basically wrote the playbook how to deal with it because it fucked him. And Trump and his ego dismantled it all. 
uh, brought home the representative from China, dismantled the pandemic response team, just did everything to just because it had Obama's name on it. And now people are still trying to say, yeah, but Obama had the, the, the Zika, whatever the fuck, you know, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, that was a much smaller one, too. Look, it's, 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 it's you're, comparing, you're comparing a 1 to a 10. The last guy was a bit of an idiot and crashed the car. This fucking guy burnt the entire house and every single other house on the block down. Yeah, and the, I saw a great response online. Uh, Trump has been out there saying, like, oh, we inherited a broken system. We inherited a broken system. And someone said, yeah, uh, say I buy a pizza parlor. And it is a broken system, and there's no working oven, and I can't make a profit, and the tables are all broken. If I have three years to fix up the pizza parlor, and I don't, and then something happens and it goes out of business, I can't really blame the previous owner. Trump has had three years of Fauci and others saying, we need a response in place, and he's just blatantly ignored it to the point where this is his comeuppance. You either got to take credit for for the, the the broken system in terms of the response to the coronavirus, and take credit for the good economy, or take credit for neither one. Got to be you, you got to go both both ways with that one. That is true. Yeah. Well, either way, yeah, he's kind of screwed us by, uh, like you said, dismantling that team. I, I thought that was pretty crazy at the time, and uh, here we are, not long after that. Uh, dealing with this situation, it's pretty pretty crazy. And the situation with the test too, the the rollout of the test. That I mean, it, if you want to talk about like one thing that could have stopped this from getting as bad as it is, the goddamn test. And I'm not one of those guys. Look, I know that people on the left like to fucking blame him for every single thing that happens. If it rains, they will blame him for it. You know, I try not to be one of those people. But if the Democrats do not fucking hammer him about those tests. In every single debate during the general election, they are dropping the goddamn ball. This should be a one-issue election for them. Hammer him about the goddamn test. There was a crisis. You possibly could have prevented it with the test. Look, we don't know that it wouldn't have gotten this bad with the test, but it, we, it, we damn sure had a shot. And I, for him to just fumble that one and not take the test that the World Health Organization was 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 given him is is just insane. Because I know um, a lot of friends of mine out here in New York that probably had it, you know, um, didn't get tested at all, and many of them even called hospitals to try to get tested. And especially at first, unless you were like really old or had crazy pre-existing conditions, or it just fucked somebody from Wuhan without a condom. They were like, we will not give you a test. Uh, you're, you, and it was, it was so crazy because you had, you had early on, you had, you know, the, the mayor, the governor, everybody going, hey, try not to go outside. This thing is going to kill a bunch of people. Oh, the symptoms? And like basically 90% of the time when you get sick, it's those symptoms early on. It might just still be a cold. It might kill you in a week. And then you would, you would be like, hey, um, hospital, should I get tested? They were like, nah, don't worry about it. Drink some yeah. Robitussin. And it's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> but you said it might kill me in a week. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, fingers crossed. Don't be negative. Don't be negative. Can I get tested? No, 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 no. Just don't be negative. Chicken noodle soup. Campbell's. Tustin. Now, there was a school teacher in Des Moines who got it early on. And that was her story is that she had so much trouble getting tested. Yeah. She kept calling around to different places. And uh, finally, like the fourth or fifth place she got a hold of, finally tested her. But uh, she was struggling, and then she ended up having it. Well, yeah, it's fucking wild, man. And I, I was listening to a guy on, on Dr. Radio who, who they had on... No, I think this was I was I was actually listening to the channel when, when, it, when he made this comparison. But it, it was a fucking great point. With, with all of these, um, y- you know sort of pre-existing conditions that you need to get tested or all, all these different stipulations. He's like, look, this is all from a lack of, 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 of tests. If someone comes to me and says, I want an HIV test, I don't sit there and go, oh, well, what, you, what, you, what have you done in the last few months? Have you shared needles? Have you had unprotected? I, I don't ask him any of that shit. I'm like, sure, here's the HIV test, of course. If you want to test, you should absolutely be tested. That's the only That's the only prerequisite for being tested for HIV is I would like to take an HIV test. That is a fantastic point. And to go back to something that um, you said, Jake, a little while ago, it made me think of something I read um, in some news report that said 
you, you, oh, you talked about the Democrats hammering Trump on testing. And the one thing that they, the, the point I read that's fantastic that they should make is this caught China off guard. China was ground zero. I mean, they just, it, it just showed up and said, hey, new disease right here. Right. Yeah, they had no chance. And in, they in right now are at 3,339 dead, 84,000 cases. America, United States of America, had a two and a half month heads up. We had two and a half months to prepare. And we are at twenty thousand deaths and five hundred and thirty-three. I, I definitely agree with the um. This I, I I don't believe that their numbers are that low. Um, oh, because I, I, I think, I think tested, they're so they're probably higher. Absolutely, people are probably dying of something, and, and it's not. They're like, okay, they're dead, but we didn't test them, so we can't say it's coronavirus. Right, yeah, I, or they're I think just they're flat lying out about the numbers. Yeah, yeah, or they're they're just flat out giving you wrong numbers. Because I mean, when yeah. you when your only media is straight up controlled by the government, those right. numbers are whatever the Communist Party say the numbers are. If it's fucking three thousand, it's it's three thousand. If they say it's fucking two, congratulations. China's only got two cases of uh, corona and, and a whole bunch of um, unexplained missing people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What's in those urns? Fucking uh, turmeric. Uh, we're we're, we're going to make some chicken tikka masala later. Oh, I wanted to get Indian food tonight, and I didn't. I might tomorrow. I might tomorrow. Oh, dude, you know what I had today? You know, you know, what I, I didn't realize was within walking distance of my apartment. Like Astoria, Queens. If you guys have ever been, a lot of fucking great restaurants, huge variety of restaurants. I've been having a tough time finding Polish food. Like my girlfriend, that's like her number one kind of food. Same with her family. Like they love Polish food, and um, I found a German restaurant. It delivers. It, it's only like a 15-minute walk from me. I, I woke up hungover as shit today, and I got a fucking bratwurst platter with fucking sauerkraut. And see, the thing is, is I've never been one of like a picky eater whatsoever. Didn't really like sauerkraut growing up because I never really had good sauerkraut. Some like fucking homemade sauerkraut from, from scratch. I've only had that processed shit from a jar that just tastes like uh, just cabbage with a bunch of vinegar dumped on it, which it basically is. You know, like the, the nice stuff you make from scratch, you let ferment, all that kind of good stuff. Fucking amazing, dude. They had like like a German mac and cheese that was just like potato base um, for the noodles. I got a giant fucking pretzel, got a nice German beer. Oh, it was amazing. If you don't have a, if you're quarantined without a good Polish or German or some kind of Eastern European restaurant with a lot of sausage and sauerkraut around you, you're fucking doing it wrong. <laughs> well, one thing I told uh, my wife tonight, um, she we, she got takeout last night and I picked it up and uh, they, they messed up the order. So today she went back to get something, you know, she called and said, hey, um, Last night when I went, it was busy as fuck. There was a line out the door, everybody six feet apart, and they were waiting, and then they would call, like, okay, we have this order ready, and everybody would step aside, and one person could go in and get it, and then everybody had to leave, you know. So it was very controlled. And when it was my turn to go in and get my wife's food, dude, this made me really happy, because it's just a local restaurant, it's an independent, it's not a chain, and there were so many fucking receipts lined up. I mean, people had called in and ordered, so it was nice to see a business doing well. Um, but the other thing was my wife had ordered a drink. Iowa right now, and a lot of states are, like New Orleans in the sense that you can just order ahead for like a mixed drink. They have a specialty yeah. drink there, and you can Same just take New it York. home in a cup. And I'm like, Iowa needs to keep this going <laughs> after the fact. When you order takeout, Dude, it's great. Yeah. you should be able yeah. to take out your booze. I'm with you on that. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there was nothing better than just going there... Picking up my my giant fucking platter of sausages and mac and cheese and all that good stuff, and being like, "Hey, oh yeah, by the way, get me one of those uh, fancy German beers I can't pronounce," and just throwing that in my fucking coat pocket yeah. and walking out the door it was great. Yep, we all those need German time. beers are the best. Oh, they're amazing. They're always man. like they're always like eight nine percent alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, well, this one wasn't super strong. It was only five, okay. and I got back here okay. and I was like, "Wait a minute, only five? What the fuck?" You call this a German beer? That's bullshit. But it was still really good. It's still, you know, there's, and I'm not one of those guys that drinks beer while I eat. Um, most meals, if I'm going to drink, it's going to be wine. About 98% of the time, at least, I'm, I'm going fucking wine. Or maybe, a, like, like, like a cocktail I can do with a lot of drinks, you know, depending on what it is. But 
or with a lot of meals. But dude, something about sausage and sauerkraut, so goddamn good for beer. But it can't be shitty beer. You can't be fucking cracking like like a Miller High Life with that. It's got to be something oh, you can't no. pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you should never be cracking a Miller High Life or a Budweiser or a Coors or a Coors Light because that's just, it tastes like piss. That's fine. If I do it, if I'm just drinking it to get drunk, I don't care what it tastes like. <laughs> it could be actual piss pl- flavored Bud Light. I, I will drink it. If it's cheap enough, I will, if it's all they got on tap, I will fucking drink it. I saw this article. Um, actually, I've seen two. One I remember was Dublin, Ireland, where a pub had rigged a. Uh, cart or a car and they were doing uh, fresh tap like the tap was in the cart or the car so they could go to a house if you ordered a Guinness and you'd come out and they just you know so it wasn't like beer in a glass that just okay now we got to rush it to a house you got the keg tapped right there oh, I thought that was man. neat nice. and then a bar I think it was here somewhere in America set up a, a similar thing they're driving through neighborhoods like an ice cream truck with liquor. <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm like, this shit uh, needs amazing. to continue after the coronavirus. Yes. I mean... Can you imagine you're out mowing your lawn, hot summer day, the beer truck comes by, you go running after it, hey, slow down! Well, here's here's what I did. Yeah, yeah, you hear the Budweiser theme song or something. Just, I mean, they're, they're, they're just playing commercials, <laughs> but it's like a ding, 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 like a jingly version of it. That's what I was just going to throw to each of you, because the article didn't say what music it was playing, but what music, I don't have anything in my head right now, so what music do you think a beer truck or an alcohol truck would play? I mean, I... I, I think in Iowa, it would be country music, probably some Toby Keith or something. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, that, that would be a thing. Like, God damn it, is that Willie Nelson? Holy shit, the beer truck is here. <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah. the pop truck. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on that road again. Like, oh shit, I gotta get a beer. Whiskey River. That's, that's, that's the fucking Jameson truck. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's amazing, though, that... And I'm, I'm, I'm not joking when I say it should stay that way, because it's funny that they say, oh, this is extreme circumstances, because it is, so we will allow this. But once it's allowed, how do you go, okay, um, now we have to take it back? Because allowing it shows that it's not that really big a fucking deal in the first place. And it's only your tight no. restrictions that are... Key. It's like pot. All of us, all three of us, our entire lives, we grew up with drugs are bad, pot's illegal, drugs are bad, pot's illegal. And in the past five, seven years, thank you, Colorado, just sort of like, oh, maybe we've been lied to our whole lives. Not that we bought into the lie, but maybe, you know, it's just bullshit, but it's an enforced regulation. Yeah, I mean, it's. I I, I think it's it's one of those things where I was. And I know that New York got hit really hard with the coronavirus, so I think this is a big part of it. But I was surprised when New York did that with the alcohol because they really love to regulate the fuck out of everything here. And so I I think it's just one of those things to where they, they, they like making. Um, regulations for stuff they like overtaxing for things and but yeah it is it is one of those things where it's like can i get a you, you know like 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 a fifth of cheap homeless man vodka for like five bucks then it doesn't matter you, you know what i mean like i can already get just insanely annihilated for very very cheap and that's what the hardcore alcoholics are doing you know what i mean like like the people that are straight up binge problem drinkers are you, you know unless, unless they're fucking like rich or something they're they're going that route they're not ordering a fucking cocktail with dinner and that's you know, you know that that's where, where your problems where your big society affecting problems come from for alcohol it's it's not people delivering fucking cocktails it's the it's the cheap homeless man vodka let me ask you guys this do you think that loosened restrictions on things like being able to bring home some alcohol from the bar and uh you know, keeping places like that open for carryout and whatnot, is that helping with 
we haven't really seen a lot of rioting or anything like that. Like people haven't been freaking out or anything, at least that I've seen. I don't know if you guys have read anything. There was a movie in the seventies about a man being trapped with his family and not having a drink and it making him go crazy and murder everybody. It was called the shining. It was, it was a warning. It was a, a cautionary tale about quarantine without booze. And I don't give a fuck what AA and the Mormon church have to say about it. B- liquor stars are an essential service. Those people are doing the Lord's work. I don't care if the fucking 12 monkeys outbreak happens i want those guys in hazmat suits selling liquor i i want to have a drink as the ship goes down i have thoughts but i don't want to interrupt josh if you have somewhere to go with it josh go for it and then i have something that i will say but uh go ahead with what you No, i just my point was that we haven't i mean it's still early on in this and this could drag out for a while and maybe we do see uh people going crazy later on but Thus far, I haven't heard anything about rioting or uh, people looting or things like that. Well, um, now you just made me think of a second thought. Uh, One is hilarious. The other is uh, depressing. Um, I'll I'll talk about both. Uh, Unfortunately, it, it started in Wuhan and it is hitting home in America this is the sad one. Domestic violence is up. Uh, there are reports of that uh, happening, yeah. which is shitty. Yep. Uh, the funny part is divorce rates are up. Like they said, divorce rates in Wuhan skyrocketed, and I can only imagine the same thing will happen in America when it's two people oh, yeah. that are like, we're in love, we're going to get married. How long have you known one another? A month, but we're in love. It's like, okay, no. Uh, personally, under our house, so, uh, my wife and I... Uh, I I think we've been handling it great. We have not had one fight or any, you know, like, we haven't even been tense because we're just sort of like, all right, we get it. We got kids. This sucks. We got to hold it together. For, I mean, and not even that. It's just we get along. So um, as far as mass riots, this is something Jake and I talked about several years ago when Ebola was all the rage in Africa. And unfortunately, it's happening again. Maybe it's just first world countries as compared to third world countries and or developed nations versus non-developed nations i don't i'm not a sociologist i don't study but when ebola was happening uh villages were attacking doctors and it's the same fucking thing happening i think i sent both you guys this article yes where um western india which is supposed to be developed mexico colombia india the philippines even australia where they are, uh, they're, they're like, oh my God, you're a doctor, you work in a hospital, how dare you bring coronavirus back to our neighborhood, our apartment building, how whatever. And they're fucking attacking doctors. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, what is wrong with you fucking assholes? And it, the, it points out it's obviously a minority, but you get five people together, four people in an entire apartment building attacking one doctor, that's five people too many. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, you fucking fucking assholes. The fuck is wrong with you? To be fair, the- I beat up a doctor last week, but it wasn't because <laughs> it wasn't because of Corona. It's because he called my mother a cunt. And I stand by that. <laughs> fuck you, doctor. What's your face? Why are your own goddamn teeth back in? <laughs> Well, if you've got a reason, sure. What about that part of the story? The guy in the Philippines shot the ambulance driver. Yes. Who they suspected was bringing somebody with coronavirus, which they weren't. But even if they were, uh, shot him. And then the ambulance driver, didn't they get off with like a finger injury? How did that happen from getting shot in an ambulance? Well, if you get shot in the finger, I I wanted more details. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, but dude, if I was a, if I was a doctor or a nurse and I was getting beat up by some fucking savage because they were scared that I had coronavirus, I would pull a a a, a Brad Pitt and Fight Club and I would just fucking jump on them and bleed into their mouths like you don't know where I've been, Lou. You don't know where I've been. <laughs> I got the Wuhan flu. <laughs> I've been treating patients without a mask all day. You don't know where I've been. <laughs> Uh, well let's start uh oh actually i have uh i was gonna say start wrapping it up with a couple uh, upbeat stories but i do have one that i didn't send you guys because this just hit the wire and uh jake you probably will have because josh jake's mind works differently than anybody's uh something to say here 
Uh, the stimulus package, it has just been uncovered. And, and this is the thing, is they rushed this this bill through. They, they were like, we got to get checks to people. We got to get checks to people. And you'd think it would be that, like, when Al Franken was uh, in the Senate, he put forward a one-page anti-rape bill for the military, like how to protect women in the military. And Republicans voted it down because it was a Democrat. But it's one page. It basically said... But to be fair, that's be- right afterwards, he put through a 20-page pro-groping women drunkenly during photo ops, and that one got passed right away. Yeah, probably. So <laughs> if a one-page report can't get through when it's all spelled out, obviously this huge stimulus package... And it's disgusting to think people are going to slip pork into it, but they did. And it just came out that for profit colleges, such as the University of Phoenix, are going to get $1.1 billion in federal funding for, from the coronavirus what? stimulus package. Yes, for profit colleges. The Alabama State College of Barber Styling is one. They mentioned the University of Phoenix, uh, but uh, Brigham Young is getting. New yeah, it's just amazing. The that's wow. this is in the stimulus packages. So now you can uh, see even more University of Phoenix online advertisements telling you uh, how to turn your life around thanks to the government. That's crazy, man. It's oh boy, um, oh boy. You, you know it. It's they. they uh, to be fair. The for-profit colleges, they, they, they made good points. They were like, listen, if if the coronavirus keeps going, we won't be able to sell $500 algebra textbooks to people anymore. And how how are we going to sucker people into fucking giving us way too much money for, for you know, for calculus stuff if, uh, if, if, if they got to worry about getting sick? Give us money. Good point. Buy our textbooks. All right, let's start wrapping it up on some uh, interesting news. Uh, this this isn't good news. It's it's neutral. See, you, you gave me all that buildup, and then I just had nothing for it, man. You jinxed me. <laughs> it happens. I d- listeners blame Timmel for that one, not me. There was so much goddamn pressure for me to make a hilarious textbook joke, and I just couldn't fucking deliver. And you know why that makes come on? Me hey, a dick? it happens to lots of guys, Jake. It happens to lots of guys. Don't <laughs> That's worry. That's true. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. It does. It, it's it's normal. Do you know it's because I've been drinking so much. That's why I can't make a funny textbook joke. And, and the reason that makes me a dick is I know better. I know better because I tell you, as a comedian, nothing makes me go Ugh, more than when a comic, the host of the show, gets it. Was like, "Hey, everybody, you're gonna love this headliner. Oh, he's so funny, man. He's gonna, he's been killing it all week, and and you're just gonna love him. How about a big round of applause for Nathan Timmel?" And all the time, I'm thinking like. Yeah, I've been killing it all week, and now they're built up, and I'm going to shit the goddamn bed. Great. like, But isn't it? Wait a minute. That's a host job, though. They're supposed to build you up. No, they're supposed to say, ladies and gentlemen, you're a headliner, Nathan Timmel. That's so it. they just they just bring you on basically dry, no buildup, no, no, no hype man, none of that? Whenever I get asked for my intro, I say, here's your next comic. That's it. I don't, because who am I? You know they could. What Nathan? I've seen you. You have that laminated uh, (laughs) that (laughs) description. It's like three pages long. It has all your credits on it. It lists all your albums and all your TV appearances and who you've opened for and all all the things you've done. Now, Jake, have you ever seen one of those? (laughs) Sorry, you you cut out there. What, What was that? What have you ever seen one of those? Josh just Josh brings up from experience. Josh was making a joke, but he wasn't. As a host, when you go do comedy clubs, Josh and I have both gotten that where the headliner is so pissy about his intro, and that's why that. Is oh, why dude, I, yeah, intro. I've certainly got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but well, I'm saying you're totally that guy. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm the opposite. I just say you're totally that guy. What are you talking about? You were like, hey, don't, don't do, don't say anything stupid. Like this guy's funny. <laughs> like, wait, 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 what? Would you? But you there for? Say, you, don't say anything stupid. I just say what's your intro. I say here's your next comic, Nathan Timmel, and ninety percent of them get it right. But it's that one guy that wants to go overboard and suddenly go, yeah, you've seen him on Letterman and HBO, and I'm off going, I've never been at fucking either of those. What are you doing? Okay, like, when they make uh, up credits, I, that's fucking stupid. But when I they, hate when they make up credits, yeah. I hate when they do that. Yeah, yeah that's that's a little fucking ridiculous. I mean, I get it to a point. They're trying to basically 
just sort of, I don't know, in, in a weird way, they're, they're selling, they're trying to sell value to you, and they're trying to sell value to the club, like, look at all the fucking right. headliners we bring in, and, and they've they've done this, I mean, I, I it's it's douchey, but I fucking, I understand it, I roll my eyes at it, but then I, I just, you know, by the time I'm up there, and I'm fucking halfway through, you know, riffing and, and, and doing my opening, but I, I don't, I don't remember what that guy said, unless it was so fucking insane, um, and I wish I could remember offhand what people, normally it's just at weird bar shows that I get the really strange intros, but, um, you, you know, unless it's something really weird and I got to make fun of the host for it. Um, but no, I can't remember where this was at, but I, there was a place that made up that I was on the show, the real world. And then people kept following me around all night, and they were like, "Man, I remember that when you were on there and you were talking." To, and I never even watched Real World. That's man. fucking I hated funny, that show. man. So I finally had to be like, "Man, I don't know what the hell that guy was talking about. I'm, I was never on that show. You never saw me on that show. Like I'm, I'm a different guy." Dude, what if what if they? I wonder the guy they thought you were. Like, I mean, did anybody say anything crazy? Like, yeah, man, um, I hate that they kicked you off that show for sexual assault, man. I think that chick was making. <laughs> the whole fucking thing and you know but in this pc culture you gotta fucking believe every little thing man bitches lie am i right buddy am i right you know you're the guy you get it you're that guy i don't think it's right how they made fun of you about that micro penis man that's terrible yeah. how they did that yeah they should stick to their own business a man's micro penis is his own goddamn business some things aren't for entertainment we need a champion for this cause you're you're our guy you're our poster child for tiny cocks I have to like pull my penis out and show them that it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> you sell out. You're the Elizabeth Warren of micro penises. You bastard. You made up a micro penis. You tucked that dick back so you wouldn't have a bulge on national TV and you did it for fame. You exploited our community with your big, juicy, non micro penis hog. Oh, That's yeah. funny. Um,. All right. Well, two story. Well, I was gonna bring up Martin Shura, a uh, pharma boy. He had to be in the news. I just thought it was funny that he asked for a parole so that he could attack the coronavirus problems. Like, fuck you. I thought that was. I like that he wanted to be the Hannibal Lecter of Corona. That's fucking great. <laughs> You're gonna need me was, to yeah. solve this one. <laughs> I think it was a slick move on his part. He he even said in the article he's got a team ready to go. He's got like narrowed down to ten different drugs or something like that. He's got some, you know, he's throwing out real numbers there. It's all bullshit. And I'll I'm only sure, jack but... up the price on those drugs by ten thousand yeah. percent as soon as I get it ready. Right. Yeah, that's right. true, man. Only seven people are going to be able to afford that guy's drug. What the fuck? Why would we want him? Like, he's literally the last person I want in charge of any medicine. Are, are you kidding me? Exactly. On the plus it's, side... It's like putting Michael Vick in charge of every single one of those animal rescue things from uh, the Tiger King documentaries. Like, what the fuck? He's just going to start a tiger fighting ring. What are you, what are you doing? Oh, I'm glad you brought up animals because uh, the one plus side to coronavirus is two pandas in Hong Kong mating for the first time in 10 years because the zoo is closed. And it's, I, I, the most obvious, obvious thing is... Of course they're going to fuck when after like a couple of weeks of noticing that no one's around because all they do is get stared at all goddamn day and then when you know the zoo closes uh, they're they're not in the mood to have sex they're like okay we had to put up with these asshole humans all day so after a couple of weeks of privacy they're like holy shit no one's been around maybe it's kind of fine it's safe to fuck but you know they don't realize cameras but of course the pandas are going to have sex when they get some alone time, my God, it's the it's the least. Yeah, it, uh, the female panda Ying Ying is very modest, and she didn't like a uh, public audience for when Lele was going to uh, take it to her. So she <laughs> yeah. wait a couple weeks into this closure uh, to let him let him in. That's you know once every ten years. That's about the rate that you know I'm at here at home too. So I get that. Hey I understand that. And marriage, there's Joe. nobody here watching. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that, that, that's true. I mean, it it is kind of obvious to think, well, they don't like people watching. I have a different theory. I think there's still there's got to be people feeding them, and those people are what covered in masks. I think these pandas have a surgical mask kink, and they they they, they have to have people in surgical masks around them. Just something about hazmat suits turns them on. I don't know what the fuck it is. They're into cosplay. They're into fucking weird shit, man. They're into you know they're. they're, they're 
they're, they're, they're pandas, man. They're, they're, they're a goofy kind of bear. They, they're a type of bear where other bears look at them and they're like, yeah, they're into weird fucking S&M sex as, as, uh, in, in the bear kingdom, I think those are the freaks. Well, and I don't know, this wasn't included in the article, but I did extra research, and it turns out Lele actually finally shaved his balls, and that was a big thing for yeah. Ying Ying. She was, she didn't want, she just didn't like balls that were that hairy. I mean, it's, you know, there's a limit. We all have our limit for what we'll stand for, and she, uh, you know, once he got his privacy, he, uh, he straight razored him, and... <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she likes what she likes. Now, he does look funny now with hair on about 99% of his body. Uh, it's, it's, it's a funny look, you know? It's a funny look, but it does it for her, you know? She, she, yeah. she likes what she likes. The heart yearns for what it yearns for. And her heart yearns for a, a, a shaved uh, beanbag on a giant fat hairy panda. With a guy in a hazmat suit in the background watching. That's true. You know, it's kind of like I mean, being being yeah, having having weird human creatures watching you fucks got to be weird, especially when like you don't know why they kidnapped you, but it's it's obvious they want you to fuck. It's it's the equivalent as if 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 one of us got abducted by aliens, right? And you know, where where they, they take us on the mothership back to their home world, and they throw us in a cage with just some other human chick. And, and they're just like, well, of course, you're going to fuck the human in front of all of us and our little alien kids that came to the little human zoo. And they got T-shirts with, with like a picture of you on it that kind of looks like you, kind of doesn't. And they're like, you're, you're their favorite creature, you know, and they have little lollipops and stuff. And they're going, why don't they want to fuck? And the woman you're in there with, let's face it. They don't know what a hot human woman looks like. They just got the one who's like, you know, ran the yeah. slowest from the tractor beam, if you know what I'm saying, not the healthiest yeah. one. And uh, <laughs> so they're just kind of like, yeah, just fuck this, this, this ugly woman, this overweight woman, this, you know, my 500-pound life woman, and, and make more humans in front of us and our kids at the zoo. And I either wouldn't fuck, but I think I would, I mean, I think I would go the other route. What I would do... Is I would wait years, and then one day I would just get all fucking Viagra and coked up, and I would I would just mount that she beast right in front of all the doctors and stuff, and I'd be making eye contact with them and giving them thumbs up, and they're high fiving each other. The little kid that loves humans is jumping up and down with his shirt that looks like me. They're all happy, and then right before I come, I pull out and I finish on her tits, and I'm like, ha, ah, take that, aliens. I will not succumb to your will. <laughs> Fucking cocked, teased. Bam! No more humans. No breeding program from Jake. <laughs> yeah. That was... I was going to ask Jake how he, how he avoided uh, ever getting trapped into a human zoo, but I feel like I know the answer now, and I don't, I don't have to ask the question anymore. <laughs> how, how I how avoid getting trapped in human zoos? Oh, yeah, they yeah. listen to this podcast, and uh, God You've already it. got a plan for the whole thing. I love it. You've played out every scenario. There's nothing they can put past you. No, no. I will, I will fucking sabotage. I will, troll those, I will troll those alien bitches, and they will regret ever, ever fucking probing me, you sick bastards. Why do all aliens stick things in my ass? It's weird. That was actually an episode of Futurama where they took Fry and Leela and put them in a mating cage for, I think it was, it was an alien. I don't know if it was animals watching them or gorillas, uh, maybe planted, planted with the apes reference. But yeah, it was, uh, that's, they did that with Fry and Leela in Futurama. They, were they did. Zoo. I don't remember that episode. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to make everything really awkward, but I don't care. Um, listening to uh, Josh's idea made me think of this, and, and I apologize to every woman that I was with um, in my 20s and early 30s before I discovered what manscaping was. I think back on those times and the oral <laughs> sex I received, and you were brave, brave women, and I don't give you the credit you deserve. Yeah, I didn't start manscaping until uh, my 30s, so... Oh, yeah, you got it. It's Women it's in imperative. my 20s, I, I, I apologize, and I and I, the gratitude I feel toward you for going down there and doing what you did with all that hair. <laughs> it's a genuine apology and thank you. Genuine apology and oh, thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> no, yeah, that that was the beauty about uh, about the army is is there was a lot of showering together and you got to notice the guys who shaved and you know you'd ask them questions like hey why the fuck do you do that and they're like oh you get blown more and we we're like great and so we all did it 
Male bonding is good for something. Well, let's oh, yeah. close it out on that, on male bonding with this one right here. Last news story of the week. And this is actually from 2017. I just discovered it. So it's an old news story, but I thought it was worth bringing up in this time of uh, coronavirus and unity. Gay porn film accused of racism after actors have sex with a didgeridoo. And they have a, a gif right there on the page it's just the same thing over and over a guy with a a didgeridoo and he's wobbling Uh, it back and forth and the caption on the screen says i'm gonna didgeridoo you in the ass nice (laughs) you gotta love that 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 hack porn writing it's fucking great (laughs) the 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 thing is do you realize how many of movies in that volume of gay porn they have made, you got to go through a lot of instruments to shove in somebody's ass before you get to didgeridoo, man. Holy well, fuck! I, was it in It was a. I don't know if it was an Australian film. Yeah, it, uh, it had to have been, right? It doesn't say if it was in Australia, but I just I love. Dude, I hope it was in. I hope it was in Minnesota. I want to see a sort of Fargo <laughs> spinoff of this. Oh, geez, the Australians are they're, they're they're mad at us. Why are they mad? I shoved a didgeridoo in a guy's ass. They're mad about the didgeridoo, huh? Oh, yeah. They're pretty upset about that out there. Uh, that old, yeah, we, we did the didgeridoo in the uh, in the guy's ass, and uh, that uh, that really set him off out there in Australia. Hey, how's about we all pull an Elizabeth Warren, and we say that uh, we're a third uh, aboriginal. We got a 23 in me, and it said that we're aboriginal, so we can shove any of those things in fellas' asses. Let, I want it. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm trying to hold it together here. Just, um, I just I want to read some of the story. You guys have read it, but for the listeners, the gay porn movie Didgeridoo Me features two quote roommates using the instrument as a sex toy on each other. After the film's release, viewers complained that the porn had crossed the line. I just the porn had crossed the line. Now here, let they're me, like, "Hey, exactly." If this I could is be too much, if I could act, come on. <laughs> if I could be serious for one second, and it's it's going to be impossible to be serious about, dude. This. I think they should have had an Aborigine guy look watching the gay porn with that one teardrop rolling down his cheek. You know what I mean? Like, not with the sacred didgeridoo. You know, this is this is not the Australia that I once knew. No one shoved these things in other guys' asses. It was only for women, and it turns out he's just a homophobic guy he has he has no qualms with the didgeridoo in the thing at all it's it's adam and eve not adam and steve that's how we do it in this outback uh, well anyway i oh, would i want to be serious for a second and, and and my serious thought is do we really have to go to racism as the first throw to everything does that have because i'm, I'm going to say this not knowing anything about. Are you saying that PC culture is ruining gay porn in Australia? <laughs> is that what you're saying here? Kind of. I'm saying that I don't really know anything about the gay porn culture in Australia, but I am guessing. I am guessing that no one sat down and said, hey, you know how we could really stick it to those Aborigines? Let's use a didgeridoo. Yeah, that'll show them. <laughs> it was just, hey, let's shove something in this guy's ass that no one's ever seen before. It could be. They could call it disrespectful, sure, but to say that it's automatically racist, oh, just let it go. No one was trying to shit on the No, they did that on purpose, man. Remember when they did the whole thing with the magic wands in the ass and they really pissed off the magic community, the magician community? That was a big thing. I hope you're making that up. I'm totally making it up. They've been doing this for years. Maybe they Dude, if you, th- if you think the Aborigines were, were pissed off, what about that poor bottom? It said in the article that guy only signed up for a flute. He was fucking shocked when they pulled that thing. That's out. what I was just going to say. I was literally about to say maybe they just watched American Pie and they, they, they you know, the, the flute uh, scene or the flute comment like, you know, we want you to have to flute up my pussy or whatever. And they said, ooh, well, that's been done. But what else could we do? Maybe they were just inspired. Yeah, the um, the 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 porn parody of American Pie, the Australian Man Pie. Ah, uh, it's 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 fucking brutal. <laughs> it is. It is. All you right. should have seen what they did to that goddamn pie. I was offended by that. Uh, 
Me too. <laughs> All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out Josh at joshalton.com. Is that oh, correct? Oh, real quick. It- How do you think... Do you think maybe he played it and it somehow sounded better coming out of a guy's ass? And so now, since Jesus. that was 2017, I want to look up. I want to see if that I was guy just went say, on. I don't think you read the article, Jake. Uh, they actually broke the didgeridoo in half and then yeah. used it that way. I think it was easier to control. Uh, hold on to. Yeah. So then he Insert. basically went on to become the Jimi Hendrix of uh, of didgeridoos, you know, and he'd step yeah. on stage and they were like, what the fuck's this guy doing with this didgeridoo in this other guy's ass? And then he's like breaking it in half inside this guy's ass. It's like Hendrix lighting lighting his guitar on fire. Blew people's <laughs> minds. Changed the, changed the didgeridoo game forever. Absolutely. Uh, I, and to think I almost cut it off before Jake got that one. <laughs> well, I didn't build up the didgeridoo in the ass. I built up the uh, the, the the colleges. But Jake, you sure had a run on that. <laughs> you know, yeah, you got You got to just toss them up underhand you and shine I'll, where I'll you shine. It. Yeah, I mean, you know, a didgeridoo in the ass. That's a pretty easy one to go. You you could go ahead and build those ones up if you have didgeridoo in the ass stories. I'm the fucking Picasso of those. <laughs> Point taken. Uh, it's didgeridoo in the ass is about a thousand times more inherently funnier than um, you, you know uh, federal funding for colleges. Though I mean, I, I don't know. Didn't have to be funny. I thought you were going to get angry or something fun. Uh, you know, oh no. I, I, insightful or angry. I was just waiting for the didgeridoo story. <laughs> All right. Josh, your website. <laughs> My website is joshaltoncomedy.com. joshaltoncomedy.com. Ah, so when I said joshalton.com, I, I was missing a word. joshaltoncomedy.com. Uh, Trophy Husband Trivia on Facebook. On the 16th, there will be another live Facebook trivia that you can uh, partake in. And you can cheat. In you can you can take the trivia and you can cheat because you'll score at home. Yeah, I mean, I I prefer that you don't, but yeah, you you could, I guess. There's it's the honor system. Yeah. So then you have NathanTimble.com for me and JakeVevra.com for Jake. Uh, if you enjoy us, put us on your friend's phone, steal it, and and subscribe uh, them to us. If you listen to us, subscribe all your friends while they're not looking. Say nice things about us online. Share, share, share. And Josh, thanks for sitting in with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Right. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Bye, Appreciate everyone. it, Nate. Later.